<laughs> that is a story for the time. Indeed. Dennis, how are you doing on our first ever recording under President Joseph Biden? Yes. Yes, I will tell you this, that I'm watching the news hardly at all. When Biden is doing stuff, it's blessedly boring. Right. Details notwithstanding. I'm trusting that it'll do, he'll do the best he can. I flash on a few news screens and not in front of the TV. It's, it is the biggest relief of lately, and it's been troubled here with COVID quite seriously. It's just nice to have that gone. Yeah. You know, although the impeachment's coming up, and so there's still that. I'll be glad when that's over. But he is, he is the news now, of course, is who is he endorsing? And there's a guy running for governor of, or a Senate seat in Ohio because Rob Portman, a, a big supporter who since has, has said he bears responsibility for this fucking thing he did in the uprising. But he will vote no because it's not constitutional to do this to, to, to a, a former president. It's just yeah, an but, excuse. OK, but let's just say Joe Biden has not yet tweeted anything in all caps about how. No, there's been nothing racist out of him yet, which well, is, not, I feel disoriented. Except, there's nothing but the good news of a competent government that not only is struggling to... Government quickly, seems like such a, it's a turn of phrase. There's some people who, the last time that happened, they were 13 years old, and now they're voters. Right. They've never known anything else in, in any type of, of way. And so it's interesting to see how much... The MSNBC and CNN opinion stations, Trump stations, really, fall into the trap of reporting about Trump. They showed good spine when they refused to show his, his CNN, stopped showing his press conferences at the end and reported on it very briefly. And they did a nicer job on MSNBC. But it'll be interesting to see if they get sucked into what happens, that if Trump endorses Joe Fuck from fucking QAnon for Ohio Senator Portman's replacement, that they really they don't even report it. I have not seen a single news article about Trump since he left office that wasn't about his crimes in office. His failures. Like, I, I haven't seen, if he has done anything since he left, it is not well, crossed my radar. He, he hasn't done anything, so well, and, it's well, not that you're missing anything. Let's go and appreciate the day after our last recording. Where yes, yes. The inauguration... It yes. was an astounding thing where Trump, okay, literally on January 20th, uh -huh. 2020. Yeah. Okay, they're they, not after okay, me. Go ahead. Okay. No, so, they went right by. On, Janu <laughs> on January 20th, 2020, so a year before the inauguration, yeah. Yeah. I tweeted, and I swear this is true, I said, I predict that, no, this was on March 20th, so it was 10 months, months 10, 10 months before, once we knew that COVID was a thing. I said that Joe Biden's inauguration, this was long before Joe was obviously obviously the choice. I said Joe Biden's inauguration is going to be very much limited by COVID-19, and Trump is going to be tweeting about how much fewer attendees Joe has at his inauguration. And wow. I was. Did you sign an Astrodamus? And I was so accurate, except for one thing. I didn't predict that Trump would be unable to fucking tweet <laughs> in, in 2021. But if he had some sort of an outlet, he would have been like, I had all those people there, and Joe just has those flags, man. Totally un, 
observant of the reason and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I very much enjoyed the inauguration. I, my employer had a meeting planned for the exact time at the inauguration. And I told, and I told them, look, this happens once every four or eight years. I am going to participate in my nation's ceremony and I will not be attending your meeting. You asked, you told them rather than asked them. I, I told them, I said, look, God damn it. This is, you swore in an email. This is my religion. No, email. And you talked about, I've been working at this company for seven months now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I don't think we've ever once sent an email. Oh, really? It's all, Good. it's all, all over Slack. Slack is this new technology. It's this messaging system for businesses that records the messages similarly yeah yeah probably catalogs them for you it's like chatting it's like sms but you can have different areas where you talk about different projects and stuff but anyway so it's it's a cataloging as well as a communication system yeah that's that's extraordinarily beneficial and that's why slack is worth billions and billions yeah oh i didn't know this This is all news and they they have recently been purchased by salesforce slack yeah, it's not, it's such a shitty name. Like when you first hear it, it's like Slack means the opposite of work. Yeah, it's like slacking. Slack slacking. Oh, give me a break. Right. Give me some slack. But it does. It doesn't mean. Let me slide. It doesn't mean. Uh, doesn't mean I work hard. Efficiency <laughs> of, in at the office, but somehow they have turned this company into this thing. And anyway, Salesforce bought them recently for billions. And huh. anyway, everyone that I know in my field of of work is. Usually Slack digi- every single the day. The digitation field? The digitation field, yes. I, digi- I digitate all the time. And you have, unlike most, 25 digits. I, so that puts you at a unique advantage. I have, I have extra digits, yes. I, I, I can, do love, by the way, the American flags you painted on your, your forehead protruding ankle. I think it's uh, nice that it's the American flag and shows. And what's interesting, too, I think, is what we can expect in the future is that because you stopped washing it, as a tribute to Joe Biden, and you have promised me you won't wash it again until he's no longer president, you'll soon be able to grow plants in between your toes. I mean, and that, that is not only create foliage, if you plant it correctly, not only will it correct uh, upright foliage like bush, flowers, et cetera, but also some hanging vines, which would cover your face right. and your exceedingly shocking clean-shaven face, which we will get to. bears, like your beard, bears to have as much cover up as possible the way my stomach turns when i see that dimple in your chin is you could fucking hide a knife in there that is that is such a dimple I, and i don't know why i get queasy when i look at it but i'm just saying here look to the future tsa agents that are listening to this while i am in custody i promise i do not have a knife in my chin cavity but the yeah you know what they would call that the lair in my chinny chin chin. <laughs> okay. Yes. Huh? That's clever. That's more clever than anything you've said so far. Well, you've, I, hey, hey, as my friend used to say, hey, my cousin always says this to me. He says, hey, are you all right? Are you all right? With this crazy double of, of being concerned, but also being mocking at the same time. Yeah, right. Hey, are you all right? Anyway, go Look, on. I'm trying to reduce my carbon footprint by. Adding to my actual uh, footprint, carbon <laughs> footprint, <laughs> by adding carbon to my footprint. Yes. So where the hell was I? It matters less than where you were. It matters more where you're going. So, and that's something to remember when you're on a train, and you want to talk to the person who's taking your ticket. Indeed. But anyway, so I I very much enjoyed watching the inauguration. 
Oh, wasn't it something? I did you cry? I fucking wept. Like wept like a bitch or like tears in your eyes. <laughs> so I for the for most of it when okay. Let's take a side step here. I have a question. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad you alerted me to that. I'll put it in my blinker. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Side step to Go the ahead. right. So Go ahead. There, was, there were eight. This is episode 94. 95. Part two. 95. 95. There, part two. There were like eight or nine minutes when Kamala Harris was the vice president and Trump was still the president. And my, because he took the oath of office before Biden. Yes. And my question is, if Trump had killed over during those 10 minutes, who would be president? And His body would be president. Because, because Pence was no longer vice president, because Kamala Harris was. Oh. So she would be. The answer is she would be. She would That's be. the answer. Okay, but— With no consequence whatsoever, but she would be. But— Despite the fact that we were on the cusp of giving the oath to Joe, if Trump had killed over and it had been announced, breaking news, before before Biden— Because I predicted his suicide, but that didn't right. happen. Yep. I was rooting for it right up until he got on the helicopter. The uh, but, videos of which I thoroughly enjoy because he is so, 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 so fucking disappointed. Yeah. So fucking down in the dumps. Down in the Trump— down in the dump. Okay, but so my question, I'm sure there are constitutional scholars out there that... I'm one. I count myself as one of them. Go ahead. Okay. Your question is? My question I just posed to you is... Do it again. Summarize it because this first introduction was over three and a half minutes long. Okay, so a new vice president is sworn in. Before the new president can be sworn in, the old president dies. Who is now the president? The new vice president. In this case, it would last for approximately one and a half minutes and have no consequence whatsoever. But here's the thing. Let me stretch this a bit. What if before Biden took office, Kamala Harris took the microphone and said into it, as president of the United States, I'm hereby giving Donald Trump complete and absolute immunity from any laws that he might have broken during his presidency. Joe Take it away. Yeah, that that seems like when you are like because when, say, Kennedy was assassinated, there was a half hour or so before they could swear in the new. The... But constitutionally speaking and legally speaking, at the moment of John Kennedy's announced death, Lyndon Baines Johnson was president of the United States and the uh, swearing in was, was a protocol, right. a legal protocol that was required but did not actually change his status at the time. It just formalized it, codified it. Next question. Therefore, if Trump had become incapacitated during the nine minutes when, after Kamala had been sworn in as the vice president and before Biden had been sworn in as the president, Kamala could have said, no, I'm going to take this all on my own. We're going to forget this old, this old guy here. I'm going to, I'm going to, I just got word that I'm actually president now. I see it, Joe. Blah, blah, blah. And just reached over and pl unplugged the mic or what? <laughs> I don't know. Pushed him down. Th these are thoughts that... bad leg. <laughs> right. You went there are two a, of them, right? You went from original question to some fucking crazy, fucking nutty, stress-induced, <laughs> fucking nuclear fucking event. I'm... 
frankly, I, I was feeling pretty good about talking to you, but now I'm upset. I, oh, I, I, what? <laughs> what? Let me tell you what worried me. I was worried that the fucking bird attached to fucking Lady Gaga's lapel was going to fucking take off and lift her right into the fucking <laughs> yes. sky, man. Okay, okay. So let's throw, in my, throw away my uh, Your second strange... hallucinatory fucking trip into the fucking netherworld of yeah. fucking chaos? So Sure. The, okay. How so, are we going to make me less upset? How are you going to undo that? Biden's speech. Remedy? Biden's speech, both because it was like 20 minutes long. It was not short. Exactly 20. No. Okay. Okay. There were moments where I felt so proud for uh-huh. my nation of uh-huh. birth yes. that I definitely shed some tears. Yes. And there were other moments where I definitely, I was alone in my house watching this and there were times when I cried and there were other times when I said, fuck yeah, Joe, take him, Joe. I was just so excited by his determination to, to respect, I don't know, something called fucking truth and what truth means and what integrity. And he kept saying unity, moral compass, but a moral compass, just this idea of having some moral, Yes. core oh. integrity yes. to what is said yeah. and what is spoken what's and what right, is respected what's right, what's truthful, and what's science and yes. doubt and yes. just yes joe so my my there were two highlights for me one that that i know you'll appreciate and particularly your better half who affectionately refers to you as her fucking ball and chain which i can understand when jennifer lopez interrupted this land is my land, America the Beautiful, which she developed into a gorgeous medley. When she shouted out in Spanish, the, which I didn't understand because I don't know Spanish hardly at all, but I knew to be an absolute exclamatory, passionately celebratory message yep. in the Latino community, which is sort of like subtext, was we're fucking arrived. Yep. We are arrived. Yep. And it was all stuff like, yeah, liberty, we are here, we are free, blah, blah, blah. Yes, but my favorite was the the poem that was produced by the 22-year-old National Laureate. Am I right that her name is Gorman? Amanda Gorman. Amanda Gorman, poised and so lilting. I felt like I was on a fucking magic carpet ride of language and subtlety and imagery and adamata poetic kind of uh, vibe that was just over, not overwhelming, overtaking. I was there with her on every word. And not only that, I loved her fucking outfit. She nailed it. J-Lo with her white shit, Lady Gaga with her fucking red gown that was so fucking crazy that she needed fucking help to walk. It was like, it's yeah. a little impractical, but that's Lady Gaga. God yeah. bless her. I love her to death. Yeah. I, she, I love her. Yes. I love her. I'm a, I'm I, she can fan. do whatever she wants. And she was just... She, she's one of these people that, as we discussed in a previous episode, one of these people that is super mega famous, but also somehow manages, manages to maintain yeah. a sense of self and a, a grounded, yes, a grounded yeah. ego. Yes. And in fact... What I wanted to say to you was the most one of the most enduring and endearing aspects of her uh, presentation was that she was fucking nervous. And that nervousness and mixed with this palpable sense of pride and honor 
and an absolutely unflappable knowledge that she was going to fucking nail it. Notwithstanding all of that, that feel of her, that look of her communicated, this is a huge fucking deal. And I know it and you know it. And listen to this. Yeah. And she didn't do what some do and go very beyond the original version of of the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, she went further than I in my old age prefer the Star Spangled Banner to be. There was a lot of... 42, right? There was a lot of uh, extended notes that I would prefer be more... So did you hear the... I don't know if you're watching football over there, probably not, but the the finals to decide who was in the Super Bowl were last week, and in the opening of one of the two finals, uh, conference finals, was the Star Spangled Banner, of course, which opens every game. And this dude, man, like in his 20s, with an electric guitar, looked back at Jimi Hendrix and the Star Spangled Banner from Woodstock and said, hey, bro, listen to this shit. Nice. And fucking killed it in a way that I've not heard since Jimi Hendrix did that. Yeah. You gotta listen. So, did you, or maybe you did. No, I, I, I haven't. But yes, like the Star Spangled Banner is the song most made unique by different performers because they all want to like hold a note longer than is in the original song, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. I wasn't tweeted by... Let me say this. Your history with it is already jazzed up because probably in the first rendition of it, it was more of a military... For sure it was. marching tune. Yes, it was a British Which had no particular long-standing vocalizations at all. And if you heard it in its original, you might say, that's not what I meant. That's actually a little boring. What I mean is the shit that I grew up with in 1970s. Look, literally what you mean. When... Look, when I was a child, the world was correct, and everything. Ever since then, it's all been distorted, and I'm up, and I'm when upset about it. I was just a little child, and the world was so correct. I knew the Star Spangled Banner as a song oh, where I could connect. Did you see the rendition of the Star Spangled Banner by the? basketball dad who was at a uh, high school gymnasium when the fucking sound system broke down and they fucking said hey and he raised his hand he said i can do it and he did it acapella with no micro with no microphone you got to find that and click it on and put it in our notes this is good okay this- if future me can find that it will be in the show notes if what if future me can find that when if i'm editing me. this oh. at happy hour slash zero nine five so i, I wanted to share with you today by the way to a friend of mine named jeff the pugsley in a yes. long talk we had, I used an example of, of a quote in Moonstruck that he found, as you will in the future, as you will in the future, a wonderful memory of that wonderful movie. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got the mic. So I wanted to share with you a, it's a sad excuse for a limerick. It's not actually a limerick. It's a take on a, on a nursery rhyme that occurred to me days after the inauguration. It occurred to you? It occurred to me. It came, it, it came sprouted forth. Head? It sprouted forth from my inner soul. Like a seed planted from, a, I don't know, an alien being or a Scientologist, perhaps? It's most likely my my thetas collided and produced this. Ah. Yes. Okay. So I'm all ears. Silence, please. Joe and Jill went up the hill to take a sacred oath. Joe gave a speech without naming the impeached. Inherited, inherited the return of truth. Wow. It's like oath and truth, but no. Is there more? And that's it. That's it? It's a thing that occurred to me. Say it again. Let me listen in a different way now that I know it's only one. Go ahead. Joe and Jill went up the hill, the Capitol Hill, 
to take a sacred. Wait a minute. What is that? Is that a? Is that in there? Like in parentheses? The T and the H oh, and the it. hill okay. are capital. Okay. Okay. You just tell me. It's like an editor's note, writer's note, author's note. Okay. I'm with you. Joe and Joe, Joe, and Joe went, up, went the up the hill to take a to sacred take a oath. Joe gave a speech without naming the impeached and heralded the return of truth. Who's Harold? <laughs> Harold who? Harold. Second gentleman. Harold Biden is his is his brother. Is he? Huh. So let's let's think about this. Joe and Jill went up the hill to take a sacred oath. Joe made a speech without naming the impeached, and the nation marched on true truth. Yeah. Is that what you said? No. I got the last sentence. Right. Heralded my, oh, herald, my verb. Like but the problem is, to rhyme with oath, you either have to go with both or loathe, and it doesn't work. Truth is good enough. That's what I thought. Particularly if you, particularly if you say, to take a sacred oath. <laughs> <laughs> or, alternatively, you said... And Harold did the troth. So I, I vote for uh, choice A. Yeah. Slightly mispronounced the Tr- word oath. Troth. But that's cute. And as a nursery rhyme, it's lacking. But I think we would, I think that instead of that nursery rhyme, I think we should think of other music. And in that other music, let's say that we turn it into a, a like a cherry, uh, cherry pop tune. Fast. Like that. And in the background, the three black women singers from the Ebenezer Church Choir would be singing in the background when you said, and when the main singers are singing the hill, they're jamming in the back. That's Capitol Hill. That's Capitol Hill. That's Capitol Hill. Just like you did. It is a parenthetic statement as an author's note. Mm -hmm. So we could put that together. Now that you're playing electric guitar, can't you put something together? (laughs) Because those two, those two things are totally related. Yes. Yeah, of course they are. What are you suggesting? They're not? It's... What do you mean? It's electric, man. Like, <laughs> what? Don't... Hey, man. Don't, like, fucking shit on my fucking cake, man. Don't fucking... Don't fucking rain on my fucking parade, man. So, Dennis... Don't bring your shit to the... Don't bring your shit to the table when I'm, like, fucking jazzing on shit. When I'm fucking remarking. You are remarking. And you are remarkable. If you, hey, show, should we, it is episode 95, and I'm recalling the uh, moment in the car returning from Myrtle Beach when you pitched me this. No, we were on our way to Myrtle Beach. Were we? Or were we on our way back? On the way there. I recall saying the word podcast to you at the first time in the condo, in the kitchen, saying, hey, I'd like to talk to you on a weekly phone call. Ah, I don't remember that. But then again, if we were in the condo and it was dark outside... There would be no reason right. for me to be able to remember yeah. it. But hey, we, we're planning the next Myrtle Beach Classic. It's going to happen in March. I'm I will be double dosed by then. March. So we'll fall. What March year? March of 2021. Really? It's yes. It's being organized as we speak. Hmm. Dependent totally. I don't know that I want to fly, but I will be double dosed by then. I don't know that I want to fly. I'm actually thinking about not only driving, but what's even more exciting is buying a new vehicle to drive in, <laughs> which would. Make it really cool. <laughs> and you know what I want? I'm not going to drive in. You could float in. You could take a boat. I better get on it. Better get old. You got to go. 
get yourself a ticket to come over the pond. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. What are you German? So what's what's the German? What's the ger- how do Germans say goodbye? That's the question. Wait, let's work backwards. The, the answer is audio. And so, what's the question? <laughs> I've completely... how, how did the Germans say hello? <laughs> audio? No. What? What's the question? Audi. Is the punchline. Oh, Audi. Audi. Audi, not audio. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Dennis. It certainly was. It certainly was. <laughs> oh, oh so God, as, that was funny. As far as I have noticed, there are no more Your Honor episodes to spoil. Or maybe no, there was No, they one. had a delay of a week. Yeah. Uh, which uh, a friend of mine wrote me. We were doing a little business exchange, and then he wrote me on the side because we're both in the justice system, and he wrote me, he said, Hey, man, what is up with Your Honor? Oh my God! And he, he gave an example of some terrible writing. And little did he know how he opened the floodgates. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote him a fucking two pager. Nice. It was all about the fucking boatyard and how <laughs> nobody was there. And the guy's got a hose and he's rinsing himself off. And there's nobody there. And he decides to throw his clothes into a little tiny flame that isn't much more than a fucking wooden match. Okay. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I know. Well, just footnote last week's episode. And and so no, I went dutifully there the circus is back which is always uh, i've been watching that i've been watching that it's just the, it's the whole season is yes is back it's, they it's, did a great it's so good they did a it's, it's very behind the scenes of the yes. first press conference you saw it. yes i have i am up to date and i have appreciated their documentary style of just showing me what has happened in the country in the head of the country in the past week. Um, well, they're so immediate with their, they don't finish editing until the yeah, night yeah. before it's done. It's the most analytical, recent historical account of what's happening at the moment. Yeah. They're, they're just a moment behind PBS, which CNN will report breaking news that when PBS is doing their reporting, they don't know about yet. And I find myself yelling into the, into the television, you should be listening to CNN if you want to know what just happened. Right. Because they're a moment later. And then Calamari and, and John uh, Heilman and, oh, God, what's your name? You'll remember it. They're astounding. I love it. I just love it. So and Mark, uh, what's helping? I did want to talk about briefly a movie that I saw that has come out like maybe in the last week. That it, It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original, I think. It's starring George Clooney. Called, uh-huh. Mid- called Midnight Sky. Uh-huh. I've read about it. I'm and, so eager to see it. And apparently, like, they filmed it in the actual frigid conditions. And apparently George Clooney is, the cold is one of his, like, phobias, and he hates being cold. But he put that there aside to to film this. And yes. it's, this movie, this movie perfectly, so my... What I love about sci-fi and space and thriller and scary movies were all encapsulated in this of I love the idea of slowly going crazy from solidarity because of a science fiction reason and that like all of those things like I like the movie Moon for example who who, who else was in it besides Clooney like 
the only the the only real other person was this little girl that who who had never acted ever before, and chose her for this role. And obviously, and when you look at the making of videos where Clooney talks about how this little girl was in these minus thirty five degree temperatures and was there with him because like they had to hike out like an hour away from where they were sleeping to in Alaska. I don't know, in the Arctic somewhere to, to the place where they were filming. And then they were filming in the freezing fucking cold where like the ice on his beard was real fucking uh-huh. ice. Yeah. Because when you took off the covering for yeah. two minutes, you had ice on your beard. And, and was there a lot of snow or was it more barren cold? It was more barren cold. I mean, so that's, that's Northern Alaska, where the reason I ask about the snow is that when you cross much further than Anchorage, and only there's only a lot of snow and there's only glaciers in southern Alaska. And when you go to the northern reaches, there's actually this barren field to the winter, which is I didn't experience when I was there, but is absolutely frightening to me because the, the cold in southern Alaska, when I went remote to visit my buddy in his cabin, was was poignant and memorable because of the amount of snow. And it's a whole different thing. Snow covered mountains and knee deep snow and you're hiking and whatnot, as opposed to this unbelievable, windy, barren, no snow, just fucking nasty, right? I mean, snow has a warming effect. You bury yourself in the snow. You create, you you do an igloo and you, in a a cocoon, and your body heat, you can't do that in the barren reaches. So it's the part of Alaska I didn't experience, but I was very frightened about. So it's fascinating to hear this. I so much want to see it. So it seems that it was mostly filmed in Iceland. Not Alaska. As but in, in the movie, did they not coordinate the place? In the movie, it was supposedly super North Canada area, like Arctic. But well, the super North is not Canada; it's it's Alaska. Okay, that's very American of you. But it was very Arctic Circle. But anyway, which is well, that's not in Canada. We don't need to use this as an educational moment. But the Arctic Circle is not in. Canada. Uh-huh. It's in Alaska, which is north of Canada. Okay. And if you are in Toronto and you go due north, do you reach uh-huh. Alaska? Yes. No, you don't. Okay. We will leave that where it is. But it was... I'll check that. Now you've got me interested. Yeah. So it, it it was very... So at first I thought... Oh, this is a PG-13 movie I can watch maybe with my eldest, with my family. But I was very pleased that I did not because there were some moments where I was terrified myself. Oh, yeah. but like, That's good. But, but like, You're not I, easy to terrify. But I love this genre of alone. I am the last human on Earth or on this spaceship and nothing and there is nothing out there for me to help me. I love that genre of terror and horror. And if I were to twist my ankle, well, too bad. That's no one's going to come and save me. Yeah. Uh, I love that genre of it's basically thriller horror to me. It sounds a bit like uh, the remnant in that similarities in the filming. Yeah. Which was, yes. Yes. And I was actually, as you mentioned it, I was thinking about that movie the other night. I don't know if I was daydreaming about it or laying in bed or whatever, but the, I remember Tom Harding's character as one of the most despicable, hateful characters that I had recalled. And I was particularly thinking about what he was carrying on his back, which must have been furs, 
which were worth enough to make him a fortune to last his lifetime. Right. And uh, that incredible scene in the uh, river when they were floating down, which was filmed in the river in the snow and was it was excruciating. Right. And unnerving to, to see. But I think that's one thing to say about modern cinematography is that the stretch of directors and actors into the reality of filming and the expansive absence of sets and and fake kind of shit. It's one of the reasons I don't like the fucking Marvel movies and shit. I I love to see authentic. I don't I don't want any I don't want any fucking. Although I will watch the Batman movies just because they're cool. But I, uh, so you you are choosing the real over the fake. In some respects, yeah. 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 Although you know anything that's well done, I'll certainly appreciate. Hey, so I sent you the Out of the Furnace. You hadn't seen it then. Yes. Okay. I have a couple of thoughts that I wanted to share with you that I saw today, as well as some other thoughts. Today, I saw this headline that said, Mike and Karen Pence are homeless and appear to be couch surfing their way through Indiana. So apparently, Mike Pence owns no property. Like, he doesn't own any houses nor is he renting any houses. And as such, the it has been determined that when he said, I'm going back to Indiana, apparently he's just like living with friends and like hanging out in their Rich friends houses. with lots of room in their huge Rich houses. Rich friends, yeah, of course. And, and entire kitchens and yes, yes. suites. And the use of the word homeless in this are, right. is, is, is like ridiculous. Because, yeah, it is. Right. Be, but, but true, though. True. Because at any moment he could take a job that paid him a million dollars a year and whatever but it turns out that currently as we are recording he doesn't uh, actually he own no any home. homes nor does he have any place to stay which it's like a hotel I don't know anyway did you see the video of Trump in the Air Force Base and his very depressing goodbye where there were after I watched inviting, that live we mentioned did you yeah did you he had 200 people there. And that they had expected and hoped for, of course, expected, but maybe not expected, but certainly hoped for. Thousands. As you said in, in the last episode, you said that the invites bring five friends. told people to, to bring five friends. Okay. So, so wonderful. So wonderful. The other article that I wanted to, to, to bring up is that the Washington Post has compiled and counted and summed all of the lies told uh-huh. during Trump's presidency. 35,719. No, close. 30,573. You were close. You had some of the digits right. So not even 31,000. No? Oh, I think, is that all? I, I think Biden... 30,000? Shit. In our podcast, I think we've said probably 32,000 lies. Lies? I would think. Just you. Probably. I mean, I just now said another one, so... Yeah. I'm agreeing, which is another one. <laughs> right. So there we go. That's two. Duper episode times what do we have? 15,000 episodes? There we go. 15,000. So as of... How old will we be if we end up having 15,000 episodes? We will yeah. calculate that when we get there. So I, I want to say that as of 31 minutes ago, my town is in lockdown. Huh? We are not allowed to exit the town, nor are 
we allowed to go to bars or restaurants or anything that's not totally essential. Do you have the new strain? We have we got so with our population of eight thousand people, we recently got up to ninety nine active cases, including one in my daughter's class, who apparently is recovering. And anyway, we have we are totally in, in lockdown where I guess my wife tomorrow when she leaves the local area, she's gonna have some proof that she works somewhere else. But well, like, we are not allowed to leave our area, which I'm totally in favor of because also because kids I work, are home because I work from home. No, but the kids are going to school. Oh, still school is is how is that school, going? By the way, school is allowed. So there are there have been cases in the local school where uh, a child has felt sick and has not gone to school and then has been in quarantine or also children that have been that that have reported that they have been in contact with someone that had that has tested positive and they have been in quarantine away from the other students and they have all taken a test and when they test negative they can come back to the class and in general it's all been pretty scientifically sound uh. I have That's been good. impressed. Yes, you were. So, you were a. You were a. I was a critic. I was a negative Nelly before. Consumer. Yes, you were a discerning consumer. We so, had a... and so as such, it seems like things are going okay. But we just this week over the entire course. So like over the first two months of COVID, we had two deaths in our eight thousand people village, and we are now up to three deaths. So I don't know who died, but we are moving in the wrong direction. But uh, yeah, yeah. We but are. anyway, I would you like to talk about the, your family's? We're sobering here. We're it's, it's sober. We from prior discussions, both my wife's parents contracted, and Elsie succumbed to it this past weekend with two daughters there holding her hand and been painful with the breathing, oxygen levels. But so a blessed event. But the day before she passed. The three women were singing ditties and songs from their youth. And Elsie was naming the tunes and singing the tunes. And they laughed and laughed. And that's as my mother-in-law. And, and I'll tell you this about her. She, <laughs> she always thought I was really funny. Well, <laughs> she, when I would do crazy stuff, that she one of us. it. When I would break into song she would love it. And when I was irreverent, she would love it. And when other people in the you, room were like, oh man, you're what? Or overboard or whatever. She loved it. And I used to do it just for her. So one of the last moments we had together was here. And I actually may have mentioned this to you, but you might put a blip of this in our show notes is that I sang to her, Cat Stevens. So I'm going to be a rock star. Although I'm not quite sure that is the title of it, but everybody else is like, what are you singing this song for so crazy and i was doing it for her right. and she just laughed and laughed oh so, nice. yeah so here's to her we raised our glass raise our glass so you want to be a rock star oh you want to be a rock star oh i'm going to be a rock star oh mama mama tell me mama tell me i'm a rock star and the irony of that song is what happened to Cat. <laughs> right. 
where he he's where, back where, again, where, he, where he was a rock star, and he left for forty years, thirty years. Uh, not that long. Twenty years. Uh, then thirty. Came, thirty, like thirty years. He just he like, recorded tea for the Tillman. Imagine taking thirty years out of your life to go and yeah. do a th- right. n- another thing, and right. then come back and be like. Yeah, actually, uh, the Rockstar thing pays the bills. Bring tea for the tillament, steak for the sun, wine for the lady who made the rains come. Children sing their hearts away, but as the children sing, the children play, oh, they play. Oh, Lord, how they play and pray for that happy day, for that happy day. La, da, 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 da. I got to go, bro. I love you, man. Stay love safe. Love you, man. Highlight of my week. Thanks for making me laugh, brother. Needed be, it. be good. Needed it. If I can't be good, I hope I'm lucky. Okay, that's it for episode number 95. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 095. You can help support the show at patreon.com slash happyhour. We would love for you to buy us a round. We could really use that. And welcome Joe Biden as president. Just let's see if we can make the future a better time. And we'll see you next week.